Welcome to episode two of Attracting and Retaining Customers. This is the podcast that offers tips and ideas on how to make the most of your marketing, how to spot and seize sales opportunities, and how to deliver awesome presentations and pitches. excited to be bringing you this podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share with you five top tips to help you gain sales. So let's crack on. So five top tips to help you gain sales. Well, my first point is t-shirt. In other words, how easy is it to buy your products or services? Imagine if you had uh, to test yourself, you had a chance to put on a t-shirt or put on a wetsuit. They were both the right size for you. The challenge that you had was how quickly could you put one on? Which one would you go for? Well, clearly you would probably go for the t-shirt, wouldn't you? you just slip it over. Those of you who've struggled to get into a wetsuit will know how tricky that is. So my question to you is that when I'm trying to buy from your company, is it as easy to buy from you as putting on that T-shirt or is it as tricky to buy from you as getting and struggling into that wetsuit? You may be surprised how many barriers there are that prevent, potentially prevent people from buying, for you, buying from you. We live in an era where selling is increasingly about making easy for people to buy. So it's really important that you identify any sales barriers in your organization and find ways to remove them. So that's the little test. Try and buy something from your own company. Find out if you're a t-shirt company when it comes to buying or a wetsuit company. If you're a wetsuit company and it's a bit of a struggle, then you need to do something about it. If it's a t-shirt company and it's easy to buy from you, then stay on top of it and make sure nothing changes. Number two. Number two is to be seen as an expert. Whatever your field is, whatever you happen to be, whatever your business is, then it's really important in this very competitive day and age that one of the ways that you can help stand out from the crowd, if you like, is to be seen as an expert. And there's lots and lots of ways you can do that. You can write little little help guides on your website because that's how we search, isn't it? You know, I've got a blocked pipe. What do I need to do? Go on and search. And therefore, if you're a plumber, you could write a few things about how to unblock that pipe. So be an expert in your field. Write and share your expertise through articles, through posts. If you've got a database, an email marketing database, then, you know, share that with your audience as well. Do some video, maybe. Um, speaking as well. You don't have to be speaking at huge conferences. There are lots and lots of local speaking events going on across wherever you happen to be. There'll be tons of business breakfasts and most of them are always looking for interesting speakers for 10 or 15 minutes. So go along and share your expertise and of course go networking. That's a great way of meeting people and sharing your expertise as well. If you are going to go networking, then make sure you understand and work out what your, well, what is currently known as the elevator pitch. But I heard a great one recently which turned it into the Twitter pitch. So when someone comes to you at a networking event and says, what do you do? Then think about how you're going to reply. 15 to 20 words, 140 characters. It's worth trying to knock that, write that down and see whether you can manage to do that. 
So number two is be seen as an expert. Get your name out there. Get associated uh, with your industry, your sector. It doesn't matter how big or small your business is. Um, it will be you will be noticed that over time people will turn to you because you'll come up the search engine rankings if you're writing stuff and posting stuff, but also you'll get a reputation. So top tip number two to help you gain sales is in your local marketplace where you want to be seen as the expert, then be seen as the expert. Number three is be ready to respond. It is. I read somewhere recently, and in fact I've read this more than once recently, so I guess it must be right, that around 70% of buying decisions are now being made before any direct contact is, is had with the potential supplier. So, I'm a, I'm a business, I, um, let's say I, uh, I do lawnmower repairs. There's a good chance that every 70% of the calls that I get will be people who, who need a lawnmower repair and have already decided through the research they've done that I'm the person they want to talk to about that lawnmower repair. So if your phone rings or an email arrives or you get a direct message via social media, then assume that it is a customer on the other end ready to buy. Traditionally, of course, we always assume that when somebody contacts us, it's an inquiry, a general inquiry. They want to know more information. But we all know, everyone, including ourselves, we're much more clued up these days. Uh, you know, the buying cycle is very different to what it was a few years ago. We now do our research in advance. We look at reviews. We ask around. And then we start to make decisions about who we're going to contact and what the best product is available for, to suit our needs. And realistically, a lot of the time when we make that call, then, you know, we are it's seeking confirmation that we've done that right. So if I've, you know, I've done all this and you've, as a company, you've got no idea that you're that close uh, for me being a customer of yours. So when I make that call, it's really to confirm that I've made the right decision. So if you don't answer the call or, or, or you don't answer it very well, then, you know, might, might maybe think, oh, actually, I think I've got this wrong here. Or you send me an email that, you know, just doesn't get responded to. Again, I'm thinking, mm, that doesn't bode well. And, and just also little simple things like, you know, make sure that if you aren't there to answer your phone, it goes to voicemail. Just check what the message is and how long it takes for your phone to click in. Because if you're a small business like me, then chances are you'll be uh, taking calls on your mobile phone and you'll be relying heavily on your voicemail. So check what your voicemail says. If you use out of office on your email, then make sure it's up to date. Don't have, an, don't have an out of office message coming up in February that says you're away from your office until November the 24th. So number three, make sure that when somebody's ready to buy from you, you are ready to respond and get that sale from them. Number four. This is always one of my favourites. Now, this is this is more. Um, I don't know. Is this an old school sales tip? I don't know. But I'm talking about offering alternatives. Um, and you know, I don't know. Some people think that maybe offering alternatives is a bit bit old school in sales. But I disagree because we are now in a buyer's market. And therefore, if I if I if a buyer comes to me and wants to know, you know, wants uh, something to buy from me, and I've got one choice then really I'm, I'm not giving them a chance to buy. or in, Well, I'm not really giving them a chance to make a decision, am I? Because I'm ultimately saying to them, 
here's my product or service, take it or leave it. I've only, you've, I'm only giving you one option. But it doesn't matter what your product or service is, if someone wants, you know, wants you to put a proposal to them, then I would always try and offer them three alternatives. They don't have to be radically different to each other. It could be just an extra bit of service. could be something on delivery. You might do an extra bit of work on one. It might be a slight product upgrade. There'll be, you, with your imagination, doesn't matter what, you, what your product or service is, you can find ways, I'm sure, of offering the customer three alternatives. And why offer them alternatives? Well, we live in this age where buyers like to buy. They like to feel in control of what's going on. They don't necessarily like to be sold to. So if you put three alternatives down for them, and it's up to them then to make a choice, you know that each of those alternatives will work for them. They will know that those alternatives will work for them as well. So give them that choice. Let the buyer buy. Offer alternatives. It does work. So that's tip number four, ladies and gentlemen. So we've got one more tip on this uh, five top tips to help you gain sales. It's coming up now. Number five, (laughs) and this is one which uh, doesn't quite work with a podcast, but number five is know when to press the mute button. Now, we are all very keen to share with the potential buyer everything we know about our product or service. But there is a danger that, um, particularly when we're on the phone or face-to-face, that we literally talk too much. I remember years ago hiring salespeople and people would come in and say, I'm like a great salesperson, I've got the gift of the gap. Well, actually, you know, I mean, you hear it a lot, you know, you've got two ears and one mouth, all that sort of stuff, you should use them in that ratio. And while that sounds a a bit dated to a certain degree, it's still pretty true. I think that the you know a core skill of salespeople these days, and when I mean salespeople, I don't mean you know, I, I don't mean just people who are employed to do nothing but sell all day. But in many small businesses, everybody in the business is in effect a salesperson. In other words, dealing with a client who may want to buy from them, and particularly in professional services where you know people don't think of themselves as salespeople; they think of themselves as accountants or architects or solicitors, but doesn't matter what business you're in, you've still got to get people to say yes and buy from you. So you've still got to make sales. So really good salespeople, they ask questions. They listen carefully to the answers. They avoid trying to interrupt when the customer's speaking, unless, of course, they're going on and on and on and on. And what they're really doing is they're steering the customer towards the product or service that is best suited to their particular needs. And that's why three alternatives works as a proposal. But within all of that, you must know when to press the mute button. Silence is, um, is, is quite, a, quite a difficult thing. That was about three seconds of silence. So imagine you're in a conversation with, with someone, but you know the buyer will be thinking about it. They, they, they were about to make a decision. And what you mustn't do is interrupt their buying decision-making thought process if you can at all. But it's so tempting, isn't it? When there's a, when there's a, a silence, 
as a salesperson, you're very excited, you're, you think you're going to get a sale, and all you want to do is break that silence. So try not to do it. Know when to press the mute button. It will really, really benefit you, I can assure you. But it takes practice. You'd be surprised how little time you allow silence before you butt in. And also, you know, when someone's speaking, remember not to interrupt them. It's very easy. We're all very guilty and very clever at interrupting. So interrupting is a sales preventer. Let the, let the buyer do the talking. Let them place the order. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. There are five top tips to help you gain sales. So let's have a quick recap of them. So number one was, are you a wetsuit or a t-shirt company? How easy is it to buy your products or service? Is it as easy as putting on a t-shirt or as tricky as getting into a wetsuit? If it's the latter, then you need to do something about it because that will put off potential buyers. Number two, whatever your field is, get to be seen as an expert. So write articles, do some networking, put help do Q&As on your website Comment on, 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 on industry activity, do a bit of speaking at local, net, local uh, business events, anything you can do to raise your profile as an expert in your area. Number three, be ready to respond. Remember this thing that you know, 70% of people who are now making contact with you are ready to buy. They've, <coughs> excuse me, they've made a decision and they want to have, you know, they want to be ready to buy from you. So make sure that when they do that, you answer the phone in the correct way. Look at who's answering the phone in your business. Make sure your emails are responded to straight away. Be on high alert thinking that every time someone makes contact, they are a customer. Number four, when you do get an opportunity, then, you know, with a proposal to a potential customer, give them a choice. Don't just give them one thing because that's not a choice and they can, you are saying take it or leave it. Give them three if you can, not 43. 43 will be a nightmare. Give them three and let them make a choice. Let the buyer buy. And finally, number five, know when to press the mute button. It's really important in sales that you know when to stop talking. And ideally, most of the talking in any sales environment, whether it be on the phone or face-to-face, is done by the person who's going to be the buyer, not by you who's the seller. So know when to press the mute button. It will be beneficial to you. So ladies and gentlemen, that concludes uh, episode two of this podcast. I, uh, I hope you found it really useful. If you need help with your sales, then uh, you know, do give me a call. Uh, my number is 07785-390717. Or you can email me via trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk. And I'd be delighted to, uh, to come along and, and, and talk to you about your sales needs and how I might be able to help. We can either do workshops for your people or I can just sit in on your sales meeting or sales conference and offer my advice as we go along. So um, anyway, there we go. There are also lots of top tips on my website at trevorleemedia.co.uk. So thank you very much for listening and um, I look forward to uh, the next podcast with you. Thank you very much.